Guys, what else is new? Broken homes, broken cars, and broken hearts, all done by Picasso. Stay tuned for Genius Chapter 8. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. You weren't on the last season, but I noticed they changed the intro slightly different to like uh, give the persona of Picasso, and there's a part in the song where it's like <laughs> it's like oh, like yeah. a little Mexican the dance. I'm just like every time I hear it, I'm like it's fun, guys. Welcome back. This is Genius Chapter Eight. I am your host Zach Silverman. My lovely host Mina. I want you to introduce yourself. Hey. Yeah, follow me, keep up with my adventures on Instagram, Mina Makes Magic, and Ooh, Mina, Mina, Mina. I liked this episode. You did. Let's yeah. get into it. I want to hear your reactions, your thoughts. I was just like, finally we meet Olga. I mean... Oh yeah, they've his... been talking about her for the yeah. longest time, and I had, I was like, wait, there's another, you know... His first wife. His first wife, yeah. Yeah, he actually, like, put a ring on it. Yeah, he actually put a little ring on it. Guys, I forgot to tell you, we have news coming up at the end of this, uh episode so stay tuned and check out what we have to say um go ahead olga let's get into it <laughs> yeah i don't know i i just sometimes i get annoyed with young picasso i'm like how many times can you possibly fall in love like do people really fall in love that quickly that many times because it just feels like infatuation mixed with lust and having a muse that inspires you i often question love? a lot of my friends that are similar to this but i think it's like a, a blissful peace almost it's like you know good for you if you could fall in love that much and have it be fresh and inspired like that like kind of wish i i could do that <laughs> I, think, I think it's similar to being an adrenaline junkie because the beginning stages of love that's oh when my God, yeah. your dopamine levels go up and you know, you're just, you're hooked, you're you're fixated on that one person, and then when that feeling, when that rush goes away, a lot of men think, oh, I'm no longer in love anymore, they go on to the next one, yeah. when in reality, no, you're still, it's, it has nothing to do with not being in love anymore, it's that, that feeling, that excitement is bound to, like, settle down, you're not going to be that level always... of excited on day one as you are on day 50. Yeah, no, I agree. Picasso wastes no time, it seems, um, after his uh, late girlfriend i guess they never got married had passed mm -hmm. um and he's met by the young soldier that we had met um in the pr last episode did you recognize him by the way i didn't wasn't sure if he was part of his friend group or if it was just yeah a random soldier that I saw thought, him out after the war again i thought he was random because i there's no way i would remember the one person who's like can you paint me and picasso goes was no do you random. not know what i'm dealing with right now yeah but yeah. you know what he came back dressed as a harlequin harlequin yeah is that how you say it? Harlequin, yeah. yeah uh asking him for you know, hey, paint my picture. Um, and it brings us into uh, a new medium of what Picasso wants to do to break the rules of art. How did you feel about, like, what his new adventure was? To create movement yeah. within art. Yeah. To make a, a moving painting. Yeah, and like, I admire how he's always after the next thing. Not yeah. when it comes to women, but when it comes to art. He's always after, like... Okay, what will break the mold? What let will... me let me pioneer this new form. Let me be open to this new way of thinking and painting, and let me like find something that will change the way people view art. Yeah. And I think it's just so commendable and cool that he just is willing to break that mold all the time and always take things to the next level and always, you know, go through these uncharted waters. And he puts himself you know, in this like misery too. Almost there's like the first act or the first time we see the play. 
everyone's laughing. It's a bunch of so- soldiers, you know, that he put on for it. Um, and it's actually coined as surrealism. Um, so he's like a, a – man, he's done so many movements now. Cubism, surrealism, uh, collaging. Mm-hmm. There's one more I think he did. I didn't realize Picasso was a, the pioneer of all these amazing um, mediums. But uh, we're met with all these soldiers laughing at his play, not understanding it. And it's almost like you see this scene of young Picasso and he's looking down and almost like he's grinning and baring on his teeth. Like he's like, I can't stand this. Like, like how can they do this to my art? But at the same time, it's like you asked for that. Yeah. Like you're the person that always says um, – what was it? I wrote it down. Uh they never understand my art, um, you know, yeah, and they're and they meant not to, and they later. appreciate it later. Yeah. yeah, which is interesting, and it's just like you found your rhythm. So, I was a little offset, put like how he was. It almost looked like he was about to crack and like give up. He's like, you know, like God doesn't want me to do this anymore, kind of thing. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Um, I don't know. When I watched the play, it kind of reminded me of like when Yoko Ono does her weird like avant-garde okay. presentations where she starts going oh, ah, 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 and like just doing weird things that people don't anticipate. Okay. I kind of see it as like the equivalent of when Shia LaBeouf has people like throw things at him while he's inside a glass case. Like, you know, you're doing yeah, something yes, you're to doing create something. shock value, to emote so something, I don't invoke think... an emotion within someone through art. Yes. But I think people, when they do it today, it's just like a shock value, as opposed to like Picasso was yeah. doing something for a reason, um, because you saw a lot of his paintings in this play, which was very interesting. You got to see some of the um, Harlequins, I think. You got to see some of uh, the Matador with the horse, mm-hmm. uh, or yeah, it was a horse, but whatever is involved with that. Um, <laughs> I think there was some of the cubism of the of the homes that like he painted. Uh, it was very pretty. I would have loved to be sitting in that audience back in, I think it was 1917 that he put this play together. Mm-hmm. 1917. Yeah. Pioneer of his time. When I saw the, the display, like, the objects reminded me of objects in Dali's work. Oh. That surrealist, like, the, the boxy figures that were, like, heads of animals and objects. It just reminded me of a Dali painting for some reason. I like that. It's pretty cool. Um, through the play, we get to meet is the only Madame Picasso, Olga. Yeah. A Russian uh, ballet. Uh, ballerina. Ballerina, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I don't know my arts too well. <laughs> uh, a Russian ballerina uh, who is very interesting as a woman, uh, very stern and strict. Yeah, she was saving she's herself. so different from the other women that Picasso has been with that I was like, this is such a, you know, a clear departure from previous women he's Mm -hmm. been attracted to i wonder what it is about her that's different like she's definitely more composed she She didn't give it up until marriage that's what it was he's like challenge accepted yeah yeah but um i don't know uh it's interesting he he gave a line he said something when they got married and they're in the in the bedroom and um she's kind of upset almost regretting it like max said you've been with all these women in paris how many have it been and he had didn't answer and said like I chose you I gave you my name mm-hmm. you will always be Madame Picasso or something and that's like one thing that in there's a lot of jump cuts in this episode between old and past and that rings true mm-hmm. where like you see him sitting uh, later at, at lunch with her I guess they have a, a lunch once a week for an hour mm-hmm. and he's very uh, like you are still 
you will always be that number one love kind of deal, which is kind of heartwarming, but at the same time, it's just like, what are you doing running around with all these other women? That's It's definitely like leading her on to a certain extent. So and crazy just, she got? Yeah, I want to know what went wrong, because I feel like you kind of see signs of him... Like, young Picasso being like, okay, I have this new life and this new wife. Mm-hmm. You know, do I, is this really making me happy? Or what about, like, it was just Max checking, and it was just checking, Yeah, I was just checking the boxes off of, like, yeah. what I want to do next in life and what I've been told I should be doing. Honestly, I think we're already seeing signs of what's going wrong. Um, there are two different types of people that, you know, they should have had a fun night and that would have been that. She is very remorse, uh, regretful, I guess, and bitter towards him because... Mm-hmm. He kind of took her away from the play. I don't know. We didn't see what happened, but she hurt her ankle, mm-hmm. which continued on throughout life. And then one of the last shots was her pregnant. Yeah. And uh, the gentleman that wanted to get painted was saying like, uh, oh, yeah, we have a brand new you know, person who's heading the play. And she was very bitter about it. Did mm-hmm. not want to hear that someone else was taking her place because she was pregnant. Yeah. With Picasso's child. That's got to be tough because that's like her first, her first love is... You know, ballet, like ballet. Ballet, yeah. And you know? she, it was, she chose life, you know, like uh, normal life over. She let her dreams go, which kind of sucks. That I didn't like to see that. sounds so depressing when you say it like that. <laughs> it's the truth. Look what happened. And, and there's a lot that happened in this whole time period. So we have the play. We have that. Um, let's talk a little bit about Max and Apollinaire. You were getting into that. Um, we get a glimpse of how, they living, how they're living their lives. You know, mm-hmm. the true starving artist. The squalor. God. <laughs> 40 yeah. years old, Max. I don't know how old Apollinaire is. They, I don't think they gave an age so much, but Max is living in these slums like, like they had when they were in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sad. And you can see why he's a drunk. You can see why he, he acts the way he does. Um, Sometimes it feels like he's genuinely trying to sabotage Picasso's relationships, and it doesn't feel like it comes from a place of jealousy Really? Uh, in term, it doesn't feel like it comes from a place of jealousy of his accomplishments. It seems like it comes from a place of jealousy, like, I like you. And, I like, think you're, that's exactly like, what you're it is. my best friend, and I also might have romantic feelings for you as well. I think he, he became resolved with not ever things between the two of them will never happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, if that's not going to happen, at least you'll always be my best friend. Mm-hmm. And he's shown time, like, twice now, almost three times, that, you know, I will choose women over you as well. He chose um, Fernand. Fernand, and then tossed her to the side and went with uh, that one girl. <laughs> I can't remember God. her name either. Jeez, it was yeah, it was very brief. Yeah. Went with her. Yeah, and chose her over Max, and now he's choosing Olga over Max as well. And like Max called him out, he's like, "You're pompous. You're like, you're an, you think you're an aristocrat, but I remember like who you, where you were, and how you started out." That's so annoying, though. Honestly, like. He's trying to bring him back down, but you I know get what, it. But uh, it's like okay, if other people are more successful and they blossom into this new role, it's like so the, it just feels like you're such a hater. Like yeah, yes, you know. But we had two sides of this, and this is why yeah. I appreciate and respect this. We have Max, who's a, 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 a somebody that will tell you how it is, and then we have the etiquette Apollinaire. Uh, like how, and he'll he'll say it in a very beautiful way, but kind of like. Uh, Sprinkle fairy dust on things. Yeah. So we had both of his friends. Well, Apollinaire couldn't approach him, but both of his friends telling him to remember who you are. Mm-hmm. Don't ever let that go. Max is upset about it, and it's affecting him in a certain way that he's drunk and he has these outbursts like that. Apollinaire's a little bit smarter of a man. 
Um, he knows how to handle himself, I would say. Uh, he's grown up a bit, and obviously with war, um, definitely has made him a different man. But uh, we had a, a very beautiful scene where what I think is the last time we get to see Apollinaire, I'm not sure if he had passed. We had a, an interesting jump cut of a cross in a cemetery, mm-hmm. thinking that that might have been Apollinaire, Apollinaire but, it was but it was actually in the future. grandmother. Right. Apollinaire does a nice throwback asking him to remember the first night we all hung together and when we were, uh, you know, uh, drinking absinthe. And he's like, what are you doing now? He's like, I'm painting portraits. He goes, that's not who I know who you are. Like, what did we always say? Like, break the mold. Continue with that. Never be satisfied. And then we had a beautiful note from Max. What did you think about that? Yeah. You know, I I was like, that's a really beautiful way to kind of not end the friendship, but kind of, you know, say that you are moving in a different direction and you really cherish this person and wish them See, the best. See, I don't think, I think it wasn't ending the friendship. I think he realized that Picasso did end the friendship and he's like, this is going to allow our friendship to continue, mm-hmm. but it's going to, like you said, go in a different pathway because yeah. he joined the church. Like there's no bitterness, there's no None. resentment. It's right. like, I'm going to do my thing, You're, you have your life mm-hmm. and I really appreciate you coming into my life and making it beautiful and, you know... I, I just thought it was so mature of Max to kind of do Finally, that and yes, take like this mature. high road and say, you know, I'm going to go to the monastery. I thought about what you said and yeah, I'm not living my life the way that I want to live my life. Yeah. And I guess he just ended up the rest of his life in a church, which is kind of cool. I wish I, I didn't, I would like to do a little bit of research on what he became because I know he was a poet and I think he was somewhat influential with Apollinaire. Um, but that's, uh, we're wrapping up a lot of the younger characters in this episode. I think this – sorry about that, guys. Last week I know I had mentioned that last week was the last week with Alex Rich, but uh, I had my dates off and the episode's wrong. This is the week. Yeah, final. Final week with Alex and Apollinaire and uh, you know Max and all these younger versions of everybody. Um, we're getting like a wrap-up every, every, of everybody, and it's interesting. It's nice. Um I'm seeing young Picasso really, really turn into old Picasso. Like, Alex went there with studying how much he he is, I guess, by 1918. Uh, I, like, I'm seeing so much more of, like, the older Picasso and young Picasso mm-hmm. at this stage. And it's awesome how... He's I, becoming I get more why he is. Yeah, he's becoming so unlikable. There's <laughs> like, these brief moments, cute but little Pablo Picasso that I just wanted to squeeze to death. I know, right? He's gone. He's gone. Now I'm just like, ugh. He's gone. We move into the old, you know, bitter Picasso who's jealous and thinks he's this old guy. He's like, oh, nobody likes me. We had some interesting, interesting things happen. Uh, Starting off in 1949, and it takes us all the way to 1952 um, with older Picasso. So let's get into that. What was mm-hmm. your uh, what was your thoughts with Francois and and Picasso? No, the two just kids like Francois, and the life that they're living. leave, like get out of there. She you, needs to get a hint. You do not need to put up with this bullshit no. any longer. You no. really don't leave. <laughs> I think she is finally. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we get to see Olga, older, um, who is very bitter and very. Uh, Man, just calling her a whore everywhere she goes. God. It was kind of a joke. I like I I didn't recognize her at first when she was <laughs> walking the baby. I thought it was a random old lady because, <laughs> because you know remember how we had that scene similar to when um, Ferdinand and Picasso, young Picasso were running through the streets of Spain and the old the women were like, oh you are unmarried like that's that's oh, a yeah. sin that's a sin and yeah. they're like spitting at at them. I, I thought it was that. similar to like what that was, uh-huh. but uh, nope. 
It was just Olga. You <laughs> He's know? gonna take the stick and beat her with it. Oh, she looked I, vicious. I thought she was gonna hit the kid with it, and I was just like, "What is this old woman doing? She's crazy." Yeah. Come to find out that she, some they, Picasso's suggestion to to get away is always go to the beach. So we go to that that same beach, um, and of course Olga shows up again. Mm-hmm. Just follows them. I'm like, no way. How is she doing this? Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny. Um, guys, uh, you should all check us out on iTunes. Uh, we would love for you to give us a great rating. Uh, thumbs up, five stars. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, without you guys, we can't be doing this. And we love your support. So like, comments, the works. Um, and enjoy watching and listening to us. Um, back to the beach. Back to the beach. Back to the beach. Picasso yeah. and Francois are, are, are kind of living an interesting life. And uh, Francois had a great idea. Um, you know, her, uh, Picasso's oldest and first son came to visit, and he seems to be a mess up. Paolo. Paolo, beautiful name. Of course, he's a mess up. Why wouldn't he be? He's the son of uh, somebody famous who was never around. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that he was, I guess, uh, arrested for being drunk, and he's seeking a job. And Francois had the great idea to. Bring the families together. Mm-hmm. And man, was that an awkward party. Oh, God. It felt like sister wives or something. Ah, I, <laughs> it was it, so uncomfortable. There but was, it was so kinda... much bitterness and so much, like, naive and, like, I'm better than you because I was mm-hmm. this part in his life. And, like, you will never replace me. But, like, I replaced, like replaced, that replaced. that genuinely felt like Picasso's wet dream. Like, this is, like, <laughs> his dream to just get everyone together to he feel like he it. is the I know it, it's it. weird because like in theory like like in past episodes it's something he always alludes to like oh Marie Therese my lover yeah. my greatest love oh so and so like he always brings them up so you would think that this would be like his ideal situation is to get everyone in one room nope. but nope it just it definitely created some tension and and heartbreak are you kidding me his like yeah. little daughter comes up and she's like I get why Maya Maya she's like I always thought you left because you were busy with work and that's why this didn't work out I never realized it was because you started new families mm-hmm. and that like that like really uh shot one through the heart for me mm-hmm. that hurt a lot that whole family is so broken and dysfunctional I wonder where they are today yeah um how they are still um can't imagine their lives being too easy <laughs> too good of lives but we get some more, uh, you know, things coming along with Francois and Pablo. And Pablo's feeling his age, I think. And he's starting to get insecure and feeling as if, like, you're not interested in me anymore. Mm-hmm. Would you be interested in an old man like that? Like, I, like I Francois mean, had to, two kids with him. To be fair, him. when I was a kid, I had a crush on Sean Connery. And not, like, hot James Bond Sean Connery, but, like, older. Old man Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean I mean, Connery. So, I don't look, know. Look, there's two Sean Conneries, and both of them are very, you know, I would see why you have a crush on both. Or on the older. You know, I would have a crush on both if... Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I don't think I would have. Uh, okay, so yeah, I think maybe if it was like I don't, know, I, I don't know. I think Francois is kind of feeling the bitterness. There's a lot of bitter in this episode. It's all bitter. She like has the kids, and she's like, "I don't paint anymore." And we got a nice little, um, nice little homage to her grandmother. I guess a painting of of her with Picasso's son Paolo. He's like, "Oh, I don't remember my dad doing this," and she's like, "Yeah, that was mine actually." And, and like he's. Giving her compliments of how good of an artist she really is as well, which mm-hmm. is nice. Uh, what else had happened? We had uh, Marcel crash the beloved 
Uh, that beautiful car. A blue car that I love. Would you fire someone that was with you for 25 years? No, I can't believe he did that. But, you know, it's so... You can never repay. Like, you can never, you can never buy re- my trust back. Yeah, like, it, it's so true of who Picasso is. And I think he died alone. You know, as an old, lonely man. Mm-hmm. And we had his, his, what he thought was family, or Marcel thought was family to him. Tell him, like, you know, this is who you really are. And, like, mm-hmm. I know who you are. I never told you, but, like, now I am. Because I was, like, your... I was the one person that would never deceive you. And, I mean, he kind of did by taking the car out with his family and crashing it. Um, and he fired him. That was kind of a... Uh, not a cool thing to do. Never cross a Scorpio. Was he... Well, oh, Picasso? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they get bitter. Um... But he uh, employed his son to drive for him. How'd you feel about that? Try to make up for lost time? It just felt opportunistic. Like, okay, you wanna, you love me, son? You miss me? You want my attention? Okay, I'll give you a job to do. Yeah. It's just, it came from a place of like... He needed something. Yeah, and I, I don't like that. It's like there's something about the way old Picasso is being portrayed in this series where... It's like everything is on his terms. When he, I feel like that's who he really yeah, was. Yeah, like when I mean, he that's... wants affection, he gets affection. What about when I want affection? What about when, like, you know, like why it's not reciprocated unless yeah. he feels like he's going to lose that person. So there's no equality. You know what it is? He, I'm, somehow I've skipped over it because it was one of my favorite scenes. Um, he has this, he thinks he's the son and everybody revol- revolves around him. Mm-hmm. He still has this idea that he's the most influential person in the world. Where I wonder where he got that from. Know, because right? he was literally told in this episode, as young Picasso, whoever your wife is should drop everything oh and God. should make you I heard your that. first priority. I'm like, I wonder where he got this idea that the world revolves around okay, him. Oh, I, from her. Okay. No, so I don't think he got... I think... I don't think... I, I see where you're coming from. You don't think it, I disagree. That, that's part of it. I don't... It, it may be slightly part of it. I, I think... I think because of what his art is is the reason why he thinks the world revolves around him. I don't think it was because of what his mother said. Because the praise and the validation he gets because he's famous and everyone... Like, Picasso is a household name. Like, everybody knows who Picasso is. So even when he tells Francois later on in the episode, you're going to leave Picasso? Like, what will people think if you left Picasso? Nobody leaves Picasso. Nobody leaves Picasso. Like, what is that? I don't know. We had a great scene between Matisse... And and him mm-hmm. and I loved it because it was like the old like they're the old geezers now. Are you talking hands. about in this episode? In this episode, okay. yeah. Um, it, Matisse and him are sitting down and they're talking about Jackson Pollock, and they're like, "I don't, I don't get it. It's just paint splattered onto something." Mm-hmm. And Matisse was like, "But then again, do you think Monet was looking at us like saying like, oh, they'll never outrival us? Like we're still the the famous people of the time." It was great retrospect to to see them on the other end of it and Picasso was still holding on to like this 20 year old boy of like no I'm still the most important thing in this world like this Jackson Pollock is following me like and Monet uh, uh, Matisse was like don't you think Monet thought the same thing like he like you were following him mm-hmm. that we were following him um, it, was, it was a very beautiful scene and it, it should have awoken something in Picasso you know into his like later years of life of like it's time to let the younger generations take over, but mm-hmm. he's like holding on so tightly not to let go of these reins. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, give me some more thoughts. What else do you think, like for the episode? We, uh, how else did you feel? 
Um, we had a few other things that happened between uh, Picasso. He has a, a new young lover, uh, yet again. Yeah, nice he had, uh, what was her I name? I didn't even catch her name. Oh, Genevieve Laporte. She was the one who poses nude and, and shows up. And, ugh, like that that scene, it just upset me. I, I have no words for it. it. It bothers me because, like, I think it would have bothered me less if this was something that was going on with young Picasso. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but it bothers no. me more yeah. because you're an old man. You have an established life that you've already built with Francois. Like, you've done this so many He's times. Done this many times. Why would you do this lives. again when you have a great person who is by your side and supporting you and is your rock? Why would you do this to her? Not only that, why would you lie about it and not at least be upfront? At least own it if you're like that. Yeah. It's not like she's not going to find out. It's not like she's not smart enough to know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, like she was in the position on the other end of it years ago with, uh, what's her face? Don Donna, I was I'm bad with names. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Black haired girl. Yeah, Hit her yeah. Head against Dora. The Dora. I knew it was the yeah. D. I knew it was the D. Um, yeah, I mean, Picasso's just messing around, screwing things up, screwing up his life. Uh, we got a lot of the same stuff in this episode from prior episodes of just fooling around with more girls. What do you think this comes from? Like, it, does it stem from any sort of like insecurity? Yes. Just because he's an old man. I think so. I think it stems from doing stuff at a young age. Um, at a whorehouse, mm-hmm. uh, that definitely that. gives you uh, a wrong idea of women. Mm-hmm. And I mean, fourteen years old, paid for sex, and she's like, "Oh well, I could always get sex somewhere." He didn't ever have to work for it. I don't know. It stems from something, and probably just the times as well. You mm-hmm. know, with uh, women's rights and all that other stuff. And I don't know, Picasso. He's got a huge ego, so. Let's uh, wrap this up a little bit, get into quick predictions, and we have two more episodes left, guys. And now, you're after us, TV's predictions. Someone's going to have a seizure one of these days. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, we are done with Young Picasso. Yeah, what it's going to... I'm grieving the loss of Young Picasso right I now know, as we speak. I know, no more, Alex. <laughs> I'm glad we kind of ended with Young Picasso on a somewhat sour note, like somewhat, like we see... He's transitioning into older Picasso now. I don't have to like be as sad. Yeah, I yeah. don't have to see him. It's just like eh, you know, I don't really like what you're doing. So you yeah. go off now. I do want to shout out Alex Rich though, because he's done a phenomenal job. Like I can't even state that enough. Like I, I love like him. seeing him he's in person great. versus on screen. Like it's two different personas. Like he's so sweet. And, like, in, in person and on screen, on screen it's like he just, just gets into young Picasso. Yeah, well, he's a good really actor. channels that that persona. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously the relationship between Francois and older Picasso is going to fall apart. Um, of course. She'll finally leave him. Yeah, that's going to happen. I don't know what we're going to see in terms of painting. Like, that's what I'm curious I know. About. We've really gotten away from painting. Like, there was yeah. very few paintings this episode, um, which I always loved about this because they would always show something. And, um, I don't know, hopefully we'll get to see a little bit, maybe a, a new... Style. I think we get into the blue period, or we've done the blue period. We did the before. blue period. Maybe I he don't get, even know what. There's period. one more period that he gets into before he dies. I can't remember what it was called, but uh, maybe we'll get into that. We'll get to see some of that. And mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, this is what happens in these shows. Towards the end, we're gonna get to start to see a lot of deaths. Yeah, a lot of people are gonna start dying. Some of his lovers are gonna start dying. I feel like Matisse. Fernand is gonna like. I want to see like that's what I really want to see. I don't want to see her die, but I want to see if there's like any sort of last words. 
between him and Fernando, or if there's any sort of flashback. I hope there's some last words between him and Dora and a lot of, like, everybody, honestly. Um, I want a happy ending. I don't want, like, a realistic... That's already already, already written in the books, in history books, so I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, yeah, man, what do I think is going to happen here? Um, something's going to happen between we're, him and his son. We're going to see something with Marie Therese, I think, as well. Remember, like, they were kind of teasing the relationship between him and Marie Therese? No. The blonde lady? No? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Well, we just will have to wait until next week. Guys, my name is Zach Silverman. You can catch me all across <laughs> social media. Zach with a C-H Silverman 2. Mina, where they can find you? You can find me um, on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic and also tune in next week, Monday, to the premiere of The Proposal that comes on right after The Bachelorette. We're doing the after show for that here at AfterBuzz TV. Very cool. All right, guys, until next time. See ya. Peace. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 